Welcome to the Love to Hear podcast, a holistic health and wellness space created to make you feel good. Through our conversations about health, happiness, and self-love, we encourage you to live a life that you're obsessed with inside and out. What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Love to Hear It is back and we're ready for you. Um, We want to first start off by thanking everybody for all of the positive feedback we received on releasing our first episode. This was something that was very vulnerable and raw for Kelly and I. Honestly, before we almost had cold feet, no, we didn't, but we were really anticipating the feedback. So thank you everyone who's listened and thank you to those who maybe are listening to the for the first time. We value your opinion and are so excited to be here for our second episode. Yes. I second everything that you were saying. I'm so grateful for everybody who took the time to listen. And we are so excited that you are back for week two. Join in the Love to Hear It fam. This week, we wanted to talk about self-love. I think it's kind of the core of everything that we are going to be talking about at Love to Hear It, of kind of like that happiness and positive, high self-worth and yeah, positivity. We thought this was like an an important first episode to do or early episode, I should say. I think when we were getting set up for this too, or kind of discussing what we were going to talk about for our second episode, what came to mind for me at least was the fact that creating the Love to Hear It podcast was very much about almost having conversations that would have been helpful for me to have when I was 20 or helpful for me to listen to, I should say, when I was 19, 20 and and younger and kind of looking for a bit more guidance. So I think if, you know, my 19 year old self had any idea or conversation about self-love, she would have probably been a lot happier. So we're looking out for you, baby Kel. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. And I think when I was younger, I definitely had a lot more moments where I didn't have self-love for myself, for my body, for my thoughts. I think there were just different parts of my life when it would have been helpful to have these tips and have these explanations of what self-love is. If I were able to tell myself this in a previous part of my life and different moments, I think it would have helped me get through them in a more healthy way as opposed to being more reactive and even aggressive in some senses towards myself, more like self-sabotaging almost. Yeah. So we're trying to show everyone that self-love isn't something that just comes naturally, but in practice and repetition of it, can definitely lead to positive results, right? Definitely. Yeah. I feel the same way, like looking back on those younger years, how like negative self-talk and perfectionism and comparing myself to other people was such a kind of core of how I operated in life. But I've, I have done a lot of work and I'm still doing a lot of work to shift to a more 
positive mindset around self-love or I guess just coming to a place of more self-love. So yeah, I think that's kind of what we wanted to, what and why we wanted to talk about this today. Myself now, why self-love matters so much is because, and why it should matter for others as well, is because it helps myself and other people adapt easier to life and just helps you go through life with a better head on your shoulders almost and helps when you do face obstacles and maybe issues in your relationships. Having the self-love awareness protects you, protects your thoughts, and it helps you just prioritize things that are positive for your overall happiness down the line, I would say. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's self-love is at the core of how you operate in life. Like, I think that's what you're saying too. It's like what you call into your life and who you allow in your life and what different opportunities you take on or things that you do or don't settle for. I think if you have a certain level of self-love or self-respect, you have more confidence and you feel more empowered in saying yes to some things and no to other things. And also like having the confidence to wait for the right thing to come along. It's less lack mentality when you believe that you deserve everything that you want. I agree. I think it's also just most helpful with your self-esteem. I've said this a lot and before, and I don't know if this is the right time, but if you don't love yourself, nobody is going to love you because it's going to be harder for them to love someone who doesn't love themselves in a in a weird way because you're not going to be the best version of you as you can be because you're not in that right state of mind and not just in romantic relationships, more so any relationship, uh, friendship, person, like, you know, just a personal acquaintance, a business relationship, whatever it may be. I think it'll all just flourish and grow in a more healthy manner if you're able to love yourself and love others at the same time. I think I kind of have a counter to what you said, but I do think like you're totally spot on of saying like when you do have self-love, you have better relationships. And I think that's totally true. But I also have a little bit of trouble with if you don't love yourself, nobody can love you because I think there's so many times when like I didn't have a lot of self-love, but I still with people, people are still there to like love and support me. And even think about that now with my fiance, when I met him, I was not as, I think, emotionally evolved or definitely not as confident as I am now, but being in partnership with him helped me to be in a place where I could like work on myself a bit more and come to love myself a bit more. So I think I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but I think from, in my experience, that wasn't totally true. And I think that it could be like a little bit perfectionistic because you don't expect your partner to be like totally healed either. It's kind of like when they come into your relationship, there's things that like, you know, that they're going to work on, you guys are going to work together on. So I think it is, if you can come into a relationship with self-love, you're going to be in a better state, but 
I don't think that people need to be like totally fixed and worked on themselves and like perfect to serve themselves on a platter so that they're deserving of love because I just, I don't, I don't feel that that was my experience. Yeah, no. And I, I agree with you there. If anything, I'm not saying you have to be in this amazing self-love relationship to ever get in a relationship more. So just, I think you'll have the most healthy relationship with any of those avenues when you do love yourself, not saying it's going to be all the time, because I think there's a lot of highs and lows and the relationship is more like a roller coaster with self-love depending on your mood and different things influencing it at the time. Right. But I think in my experience, my most positive, healthy relationships within friendships, love, family, I'm in my best part of those relationships when I'm in a positive self-loving place with me, you know, I think my, I can grow more in them because I'm not holding myself back or overthinking and comparing myself in whatever situation I have a more healthy outlook at that point. But I agree with you on that. I don't think you have to love yourself to be in a relationship or have good relationships. It's just definitely helpful to help them flourish. Yeah, no, I'm with you a thousand percent. And I think your point is so true about if you are in a place of self love or like high self-worth, whatever you want to call it, you can be more vulnerable with people around you. And then you're able to have deeper relationships with other people. I think, yeah, exactly what you're saying. I totally agree. So I think that kind of covered a lot about like what our, like what we think self-love is, but I think it's really about doing like what feels good for you and genuine to you to support like a life that you really want and not worrying so much about the external and like the judgment or rejection that other people might throw your way. I think, you know, we should all be kind and respectful to people as much as possible, but there are so many situations where I think we should love ourselves or it's ideal to love yourself enough in a situation to like say no. And it's also that feeling of just being like feeling really good in your own skin and accepting where you are in this present moment and also having like the respect and love for yourself, even though I shouldn't even say even though, even though, but the fact that you're not perfect, like you have imperfections, understanding that nobody on this world is perfect and you're still completely worthy of everything that you desire in life. I think a good example or like representation of like self-love and not self-love and why this is important to, to me is imagining somebody in my life who I know loves me and cares about me and bringing up somebody in my life who either I have a negative relationship with or somebody who I just don't think, you know, cares as much about me as that person who really loves me. And if you have these two people in front of you, it's like, which way do you want to show up for yourself? Do you want to show up for yourself like the person who loves you? Or do you want to show up for yourself the way that the person doesn't love you? And I think that's kind of the core of what we're, what we're talking about. Yeah. And I think choosing yourself 
in a lot of different situations what's best for you, even if it means upsetting others and just being the most comfortable in whatever moment in your body, in your mind, that's what's going to help. Because when you are lacking self-love, for me, I have low self-esteem. I don't have confidence about who I am and what I can truly do in my life, in whatever situation I'm going through. And it's all, you're often feeling incompetent and just unloved even in some situations at points in my life. I know I have, or just not good enough. And that's almost the worst feeling, whatever you're going through, just feeling those types of emotions, it can really bring you down. And I think when you're lacking self-love, this really bleeds into your decision-making and makes you overthink your, and that you're constantly letting people down. And obviously we don't want to do that. We're trying to lift ourselves and others up and be positive lights in everyone's life when you can, for sure. But, you know, when I lack self-love, it's like I'm living in constant fear of just acceptance and approval because you're not fully comfortable in the relationship with loving yourself. Yeah, I definitely agree on the, like, kind of how you show up for yourself when you're lacking self-love. I think back to, like, more destructive behaviors, especially when I, like, think back to my college self doing things that oh God. Weren't, weren't really, like, they weren't really about maybe my genuine desires, but they're more about like me feeling the need to be accepted. So acting a certain way or like seeking out people or places or opportunities that like I thought would make me feel better. But I think to your point, like self-love is so internal. So like trying to find external things to fix it, it's just not the way to go, but that we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I think it's like so much about the negative self-talk and self-criticism and a lot of like the lacking self-love too is a comparison, which I think we naturally compare each other to other people, but of being like a negative, like this person's so much better than me, this person's so much smarter, this person's so much more successful, cooler, better relationship, whatever it is, I think then you you're getting into that that's you know an example of negative self-talk and self-criticism it's like getting to this this feeling on the other side of being like feeling really good in your own skin saying kind words to yourself allowing yourself to make mistakes without like beating yourself up like learning from your mistakes rather than condemning them and using them as like you know an opportunity And then from the comparison side of like being able to celebrate and admire other people and like use them as inspiration rather than use them to highlight what you're lacking in your life. The relationship that each person has with comparison can get very gritty and sad sometimes, you know, the way that we compare ourselves to each other and others, it's just really unhealthy, always looking for approval and, you know, lowering your own self-esteem in the moment of that. It's just really making you second guess yourself and almost everything you do. And 
you're not letting yourself be who you are. You're almost holding yourself back in those moments. So it's really just changing that mindset of how you're thinking, right? Trying to redirect it to being a more positive light than something that's bringing you down, you know, change those thoughts, redirect it to, Hey, that she, this is a beautiful person, you know, and I'm a beautiful person in my own way. So I don't need to compare myself to them because I'm putting these thoughts in my brain that I'm not living up to that expectation of like someone you've seen on line or whatever it may be, you know, there's just so much pressure in our society. And I think it's really like taking a step back and trying to have a more healthy view of things and not viewing everything as competition would just help you have a better outlook on every image of yourself in life. Comparison too, especially when I'm just thinking in the our day and age of social media, it's such a weird thing to like a constant in our lives but it's also like you don't understand like the full story of somebody's like existence or what's actually going on in their life or like people are so dynamic and like we're full packages we're not just like the way that we look and we're not just our career and we're not just you know this singular thing that you admire in this one person so yeah, they're on this great vacation, but like, do they have this incredible relationship that you have with this person? It just doesn't make sense to compare yourself in that way. And I know that it's natural, but it's like we put these people on pedestals and like we're comparing them to their retouched photos and then telling ourselves that they're better than us. But first of all, who, like, where's the ranking come from? Who, is to say that this person's better than you. You're the only one who's kind of making that decision. So I think instead of comparing, it's like you can look at that person as inspiration, be like, if it's, you know, that person has incredible abs. Like I'd love to have those abs next time when I go to the gym, I'm going to work harder on my, you know, obliques or whatever. And or if it's like, that was maybe a stupid example, but like <laughs> if this person lives like a really healthy, great lifestyle and you're envious of that life, it's like, okay, like what things that do they do that you think are really great? And like, what, how can you incorporate those into your life? But I think it is, I've definitely had this in my life where I'm, you know, following these like Victoria's Secret models and I'm like, oh, they're, they're so beautiful and they have this like great bodies and like I'm never going to be a Victoria's Secret model but that doesn't mean like I'm not beautiful in my own right and I think that's something important to acknowledge and I think to confront stuff like that head on it's also like somebody that you think is really dope or that you're jealous of but you kind of want to like shift it to be like oh I actually really admire them this doesn't take away from me. It's like, leave a, leave a nice comment on their page. Be like, congratulations on the amazing job. I think it could kind of take a little bit of that weight away of being like, oh, that person just got a promotion. I'm so jealous. I should have got that promotion. It's like, no, that opportunity wasn't for you. You'll have a better opportunity that was more fit for you down the line. Like celebrate that person and they'll celebrate you back in the long run. And the last thing <laughs> about 
social media and comparison, I think if you don't want to comment on these person's pictures and they really just bother you, it's like set boundaries for yourself. And if they're not making you feel good, you could block them, unfollow them. You could mute them on your Instagram. I have done many purges through my social media and different days. And, you know, you're, you are in control of what you're looking at and what you're like allowing into your social media feed or whatever. So I think you should not be afraid to set boundaries for yourself on the gram. Or I agree with you. (laughs) I agree with you hundred percent on it. I even think because everybody is looking at some sort of social media, some way, shape or form every day. Right. I think in my life, I've tried to limit my amounts of social media as of recent. That's a, that's a very big help to move away from the comparison mindset, but obviously it's still going to be in our lives somehow, even in commercials, ads, they're everywhere, right? So you can't really hide from it, which makes it really hard sometimes to turn it off. But I think limiting social media has helped me so that I don't find myself comparing my life or body to others because you're so right. Everyone acts as though they're living these glamorous lives because you're only going to share on social media what you want people to see, right? People aren't seeing the raw content, the struggles, the grind. They're just seeing the finished products and the highlights of your life when you think you're looking your best. And you know, even just thinking of pictures that I post of myself in previous times versus now, not like I was airbrushing myself. I don't even know how to do that. But you know, I would take more time filtering and just picking photos to post because I was so concerned with how I was, how I looked and how I was going to be representing myself online. Now I think I can acknowledge that my body is different than others and I shouldn't bring myself down by having these negative thoughts about it. I should post on social media, whatever I want, you know, to a certain degree, I'm not going to go crazy here, but you know, I think you should post what makes you happy and you shouldn't be so judgmental of yourself because it's, it's hard. Like I haven't always had a healthy relationship. I still will look at photos and be thinking, Oh God, I'm not posting that because I don't like the way I look. But I think that's just natural comparison. Right. But definitely just understanding that you want to acknowledge other people's beauty as well as your own, because I think that will just create a better relationship of how you do look at your competition potentially in some aspects of life. You're not going to look at it as a negative thing. You'll look at it as more as a positive thing to help even motivate you. Say like the comparison you used with seeing someone get a promotion if anything, maybe that'll drive you to want to work towards a promotion for yourself that maybe you needed an extra push to do. And I I think that's just in anything in life, right? Try to look at it with more of a positive mindset as opposed to a jealous and negative. I think just trying to change the way that you're viewing it is going to help in the long run with how you view anything. For sure. Yeah, it's like all about back to mindset and 
Yeah. Like having the better perspective. When I think about comparison, I also think about perfectionism. And I used to suffer from perfectionism like big time. I think that a lot of people also have like perfectionistic tendencies because I think when I reflected on it and kind of like why it's been in my life, I think of like as like in childhood, you get rewarded for, you know, doing good things or quote unquote good things. And then you get penalized for doing quote unquote bad things. So then you don't want to be like rejected or disciplined or like having to feel or deal with the pain of failure And I think especially as a kid, if you're not really like coached through it, it becomes kind of scary to make a mistake. And I actually talked about this a bit on our Treat Yourself Tuesday. If you haven't listened, it is live, so check it out. But it's like this feeling of having to avoid mistakes at all costs. And that just becomes like a unrealistic expectation in your life that you're just going to set up for failure. I think what's helped me is that realization of what I said before, like people aren't perfect. And like, that's what makes people beautiful. If we were all the same and we're all like cut from a cookie cutter or whatever, like perfect meant life would be totally different and not the beautiful, wonderful experience that it can be or is. So I just think perfect is kind of a bullshit word, but perfectionism does like get in the way of loving yourself so much because you set this impossible standard for yourself and then you make a mistake because that's just life. We make mistakes and we're learning. And then you like, you beat yourself up. You call yourself names. We're back in this negative self-talk. And then you're just like living in this place of self-criticism as opposed to self-love. So All that is to say, I wanted to share like something that has really helped me. I just told Anna about this recently where I started talking to myself like I would talk to Anna when I made a mistake. This was particularly helpful for me in work because I've, the positions that I had are kind of in higher pressure situations. And I, if I've made a mistake, I've been so upset with myself and I'm just that's all I can think about all I can think about is the mistake I made five minutes ago or ten minutes ago like earlier this morning and I would just beat myself up so I'm like I gotta stop this isn't good (laughs) so I started reframing it to be like okay Anna made this mistake what do you say to her and of course I wasn't like Anna you're so dumb like I can't believe you made that mistake you're probably gonna get fired (laughs) you know I was like, Anna, that wasn't a big deal. Like, you're so amazing at your job. Everybody makes mistakes. It's okay. Like, let's get on the horse. It's in the past. Like, if there's anything you could do to improve upon the situation now, like, let's think about that. But otherwise, like, let's move forward. And I think that has been transformative in my, like, fixing my perfectionistic tendencies. Yeah, I I think many can probably relate to that with wanting to always try to be perfect in everything that you do and holding yourself to that high standard in things in life. And 
when I'm experiencing those type of thoughts and constantly overthinking the situation, I should have done this or I should have asked this or said that, just totally going back into the conversation you maybe had had with someone else and dissecting it and just spending so much time on it. I try to understand the why like behind myself looking for that constant need of perfection or to change the moment because really how I responded in the in the moment I, was how I thought I should control the outcome of the situation. And you can't put this pressure on yourself thinking, gosh, I should have done this. Or if I had done this, the outcome maybe would have been better. Just trying to not beat yourself up so much in these situations is going to help the most. Understanding whatever you're going through is temporary is going to help in many ways. Definitely. I, I think another thing that's helped me too is in perfectionism back to being like, you want to be loved. You want to be accepted. You want people to think all these good things of you. So you're trying to protect yourself in perfectionism, but instead of just like sitting there and dwelling on it, I, I've said this before, I'm like big on journaling, but writing down like the worst case scenario of what could happen. If it's either like you've already made a mistake, it's like, okay, I made this mistake. Am I going to get fired? If I get fired, what am I going to do? Like, it's kind of like actually preparing. And I think it makes everything like a little bit more tangible. Or if it's like something that you're nervous about and you want to perform really well, it's like, okay, me and Anna are recording this podcast right now. What if I accidentally say this? Like, is it nobody's going to listen to the podcast anymore. Okay. Well then, you know, we move on with a different endeavor. (laughs) You know, it's like nothing's ever the end of the world, you know? So I think trying to come to a place where we could be actually a little bit more realistic with ourselves is helpful. Definitely. I think it's just going to make the situation a little more easier to deal with. And if anything, just understanding that you're we're all unique individuals we need to do what's best for us what makes us feel most alive and we need to stop constantly going back to comparing ourselves and holding these high standards because it's only going to hold you back in so many aspects of your life i think as we're a holistic podcast we're talking about self-love. It's about loving all of yourself. So I think we have to include our bodies and, you know, how we treat, you know, these little homes that we live in. I don't know what you want yes, to call it. I agree because I think through fully loving yourself, you love or have a better relationship with your body. I think just remembering that we should be thankful for our bodies, being able to move them, being able to appreciate them. And just, I definitely have not had a positive relationship with my body my whole life. I wouldn't even say right now I'm the most positive. And it's just, we're so critical of ourselves. I think a lot of the things we talked about today kind of attribute to that. But as I've grown, I, I think the image of your body really does 
relate so much back to comparison. It's such a sensitive topic and everyone really has different outlooks of their own bodies and others' bodies. And I don't think anyone should make comments to each other that are negative in any way. Understanding that everyone is different and everyone is beautiful in their own way, even on days when you don't feel the most beautiful, just trying to speak beautiful things to yourself, even in the way that you mentioned will go so far and just help you try to create a more positive body image, even when we know sometimes it's not always the easiest thing to do. I think, yeah, like to your point, we've all like wanted to change some part about our body at some point in our lives, like something that we're insecure about getting back to the actual core of your body's purpose. And especially if like we're abled bodied people, it's like, yeah, your thighs aren't the size that you want them to be, but like they're getting you from where you need to go. Like be so grateful for that. Like you, our bodies are so incredible and they do so much for us. And the words I've spoken to my body before have been so negative and it's so appearance focused, but think about all these like functions that your body is doing and like the life that your body's allowing you to lead. And I just think that like the human body is just incredible. And the more respect you can have for the things that your body does the less importance you're going to place on the way that it looks. The other side of that, I have always been like really hard. There's different things that I've been hard on myself about, but one of the things like I've always been insecure about like my thighs being too big. I don't know where it came from, but I just remember even when I was in grade school, like putting on jeans and thinking my thighs look fat in my jeans and it's kind of it like it had carried into like adulthood and I legitimately I'm not like I actually started doing this when I was in the shower and like I would like be like you know showering getting ready I would talk to my thighs when I was like washing them be like I love you thighs you're so beautiful I'm so grateful for you thank you for all that you do to me and I think that practice, like now I'm like, I love my thighs. I think I have great legs. Like I'm, I'm really into it. I don't have that insecurity anymore, <laughs> which is nice. And I don't know if it was from like speaking kind words to my thighs, but I think it's something worth, worth experimenting with. When I have been thinking, shifting my focus more from like my body and how it functions as opposed to my body and how it looks, it's totally fueled the way that I work out, the things that I eat. I'm not trying to be the skinniest. I'm not trying to be the most muscular. It's more of like, okay, what can I like fuel my body so that like I feel really good so that like my legs can move faster and I could have a better workout and I could build more muscle so that like I can feel good and my body can function better. It's so much more about like the way that you can live longer and live more a fuller life as opposed to back to that external being like, oh, I want people to think that I look good. It's like, no, I want to feel good in my body. So how can I take steps to do and feel that way instead? 
And it's back to that mindset shift that we are always talking about. To really wrap it up, I think it all comes back to self-talk. I think it's all like your self-love is so internal and it's like, how can you speak kind of words? How can you do kinder things for your to your body? How can you respect your body in different ways? And then that same thing, like on top of body image, like we were talking about with perfectionism and comparison and just self-love in general, it's like, what's like one thing you can do today or tomorrow, a tiny baby step that you can say, Instead of telling my thighs that they are too fat today, let's tell them that they are beautiful and wonderful and be grateful for them. And the same goes for making a mistake at work. Like, let's talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend. It's just all about mindset. It's all about like what's really going on in your mind. And I think using these tools can be a massive shift as the love to hear it guinea pig. I've mentioned this before. I've tried it out. It's been helpful for me. I'm very hopeful it'll be helpful for somebody else out there. And I think it's also important just to recognize that we're all going through our own challenges and dealing with our own insecurities. So just be kind to other people as much as you can. Like give people compliments when you see something in them that you really are have admiration for and when somebody gives you a compliment like be grateful and take that in and allow it to make you feel good I just think it's all about having this loving mindset and self-respect and self-care all comes down to the way that you're treating yourself so how can you treat yourself in a way that you feel really proud of remember that the way that you talk to yourself and the thoughts that you may have on yourself if you keep them positive, it will help you bleed that into everything else in your life. And it might not always be easy, but just know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I hope after today's episode that you start to love yourself as much as we love you because we love you so much. I can't even begin. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you love to hear it. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.